Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. I'm very excited for today's episode because we're going to be talking all things marathon race day tips. So just sit back and relax. We'll just jump right into the episode. All right. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm very, very excited for this episode because it's another episode that I've pre-recorded, because, but I know that this will be the episode that is released literally two days before Chicago Marathon. So even just sitting here like weeks before, I am a ball of nerves. Like I'm sitting here and I've not even flown to the US yet. So I'm very excited for you know, just to see how Chicago Marathon turns out, obviously. And I feel like today's episode could be great just to talk through some questions that I've gotten around just like first marathon tips around like different just aspects as well as just what I am preparing and prepping for with this being my seventh marathon. So it's going to be very focused on like marathon race day and just tips around that. So yeah, and but of course, before we get into that, let's just start with some high highs and lows for the week. All right, so obviously, like I've said, I'm pre-recording all of these episodes, so it's kind of hard to come up with like different highs and lows, but I think I'm going to try and think of these as like, you know, race day week and just like race day weekend. What are my highs and lows typically in the past? I feel like my low is typically with race day that I, I think especially for like races that I have to travel for, I get really nervous about like flights and hotels and even if everything is booked, I will not sleep like the night before a big flight and so I'm a little bit nervous and I'm not necessarily getting there like too close to the marathon. I'm getting there the Thursday before the marathon so by the time this episode is out, I will be in Chicago but I just always get nervous with like, I don't know, like making sure that I get myself and all of my belongings to and from like the race and in one piece. And so I think that I just mostly get more anxiety and nerves from like the traveling aspect of races that you have to travel to itself. But when it comes to race day, I'm actually someone who really loves race day and I get really excited and I'm not, I think at one point I used to get really nervous about race days and I'm really happy that I'm in a place where I'm like a lot more relaxed with race days. Like Manchester Marathon, I'm pretty sure I slept through an alarm because I was just like so like tired and sleepy and out of it but like with other things in life that I get stressed with for example like a big flight like I just will not sleep that well the night before because I'll be so nervous that I'm gonna miss it so I think the high is obviously like definitely just really looking forward to Chicago Marathon and with like these big city marathons especially being an Abbott World Major race I can't wait to see you know the atmosphere the crowds and just being there with friends and family and Gabriel will be there obviously to capture it all and yeah I'm just really excited to like 
just be there and obviously to see how I do. But again, I've spoken about this in previous episodes. I'm trying to be very realistic that obviously race days can go one of two ways. And so whilst I am really, really hoping and aiming to Boston qualify, I also need to prepare myself and be realistic about like, you know, the fact that I also may not Boston qualify and may not even PB. And so that's just a reality of races. And there are so many factors outside of our controls. I'm trying to remind myself of that. And we'll definitely be trying to do my best to remind myself of that during the race should I get to that sort of scenario and situation. But without further ado, let's just jump right into the episode. Right, so as I mentioned, I've been getting some questions around, or I have some questions to answer around just first-time marathon race day tips, and these all come from a Q&A box that I posted on my Instagram stories. If you ever want to ask questions for future episodes, you can follow me on Instagram. It's just at Resiliency and Running, but there is... I did create a video that is that kind of goes along with this question in particular because I think that it's a pretty good one because it kind of breaks it down into three parts, but we'll start here. So the first question is asking around nutrition planning for marathon, outfit considerations, and where you see spectators slash friends. So in terms of nutrition planning, I think that it's so important for your marathon to practice your nutrition in sort of the training runs leading up to it. Typically, marathon training plans, you'll have about 12 to 16 weeks. And so it's quite a bit of time to try and, you know, test different kinds of nutrition, whether that's gels, chews, drinks, whatever works best for you. And I think for me, I made a big switch from, and this is just me, obviously, everyone's going to be different and like different gels will sit differently on different people's stomachs. So I used to take the Gatorade goo gels, which I find now to be just like way too sweet and way too thick. And I now take the Morton gels, which I know isn't like, not everyone loves them because they're very thick in terms of like more of being like a jello, jello-y sort of consistency, if that makes sense. But in in relation to like the goo, the goo I would describe as more of like a sticky, thick, like caramel sauce sort of like consistency, if that makes sense. Whereas like Morton gels, I've gotten into the routine of like, I can take one and it kind of just will like, I don't know, just like dissolve a lot easier in my mouth and just goes down a lot easier and then sits really well on my stomach. So that's sort of what works for me. And this year I've been sort of testing and trialing, you know, carb drinks. And that's a very new thing that I've introduced into my race day routine. So it'll be different for everyone, but I think it's really important to practice and see what works best on your stomach because there are so many different brands out there. There are so many different gels and different types of nutrition that you can try. So like not everyone's going to love taking gels. Not everyone's going to want to like eat chews while they're running. And so think about what, what works best for you and then kind of test that and trial that on your different training runs so that you know what you want to take on race day because I think it's really important not to introduce anything new on race day because obviously this could go completely wrong very easily and could end up in like you just having a really bad time with your stomach. But I think that that's kind of what I would say with nutrition planning. And I think nutrition planning as well goes beyond just what gels that you're having or whatever nutrition you're having during the race. It's trying out like what sits best on your stomach, you know, the night before, the morning of, or like directly after a long run. I think it's really important to just like practice this and like really utilize your long runs to make sure that you're almost doing like a dress rehearsal just to kind of see what would sit best. And so like for me, for a while, I 
used to gravitate towards having like a big plate of pasta before a race or a big long run. But now I've definitely jumped on the train of pizza and I love having a pizza like the night before a big long run or a big race. And that has... I don't know, it's kind of become my thing this year and I feel like it's really helped me PB quite a bit. And for me, I've always showed in my videos on social media that I always have like a banana with peanut butter and a coffee and and an electrolyte drink before most runs plus race day. And again, that's going to be different for everyone, but it's just kind of testing and trialing like what's is best on your stomach and what will also like help you feel your best and fuel you best for your runs and especially on race day. In terms of out- outfit considerations, I think that this one is really important because I think that a lot of us get a bit caught up with like what is the latest shoe, what is the latest like outfit or sports bra or whatever people are wearing, especially online. And I think it's really really important to think about this from two different perspectives. So A, what is going to feel most comfortable for you? So, you know, choose what what you will feel comfortable in and most confident in because I think that like if you feel comfortable in your outfit, especially for race day, it will help you feel more confident as a runner. And that has changed for even me over the years. So like I used to feel only comfortable and, and confident in like leggings and long sleeves and just like more clothing and layers and I think that that kind of was more because I may have been a little more self-conscious at the time and just didn't feel like too confident with my body but for me that sort of helped me feel more confident comfortable as a runner and then made me feel more confident in my running and my ability to get out the door for a run if that makes sense and like over the years that's changed for me because I think I've just become more confident as a person and that obviously is really great to then sort of push into like my confidence as a runner but that for me has looked like just wearing less material not you know running naked but like for me it's biker shorts always and then just a tank top or a you know, crop top if I can. And I think, yeah, I I feel like it has to be like what you feel most comfortable in and what's going to help you just feel your best. The second perspective that I want to give in terms of like advice is just think about areas that you chafe because, you know, as much as I love wearing biker shorts, I could never be like anyone who wears like, you know, flowy shorts or like shorter shorts because for me, I know that I chafe between my legs quite easily, no matter how much Vaseline or anti-chafe that I put there. And so that's why I choose to wear biker shorts for most, if not all of my runs. And so again, everyone's going to be different for, with this. And just, I feel like you can really, again, similar to the nutrition element, just like test out and see what you feel most comfortable in, what you feel most confident in, and just make sure that you're also paying attention to those areas that you're chafing. And also like if you experience chafing in new areas, it's also it's always like something to think about, which I think is really important because you don't want to be dealing with chafing on race day and everyone knows if you've been listening that big half for me was an interesting one with that amount of chafing that I had. I will definitely be ensuring that I'm wearing a different sports bra for the Chicago Marathon. The last element of this question just around spectators and friends. So I use the example in the video that I created around this question around the fact that Gabriel and I sat down before Manchester Marathon and looked at the course map and like planned out exactly where he was going to be so that I knew exactly where to see him as well as like if on the left or the right side of the course. And I think that this is really great because then it 
allows you to sort of like look forward to that and like sort of know around what mile or kilometer you might see your friends, family, or loved ones. And so if you're able to, I would highly recommend sitting down and just like planning out where your family or friends may be along the route so that you're not like sort of constantly like looking at the crowds or like trying to look for them or like really focusing on that because obviously you want to focus on your race. But I think it's nice to know like, you know, if you start to see like if you see the mile three kilometer or you start to see the mile three marker coming up, you might know that like you'll see your family soon at around mile three and a half. And so like then you'll sort of know to start looking out and around for them. The next question is around tips for first time marathoners specific to race day. And I think that it's really important, especially if it's your first marathon. I'm a bit biased, but I genuinely think that you should be going into your first marathon with the aim of finishing. Like I I think that that should be your A goal. And I know that there are people who, you know, get into running and, you know, get the courage to sign up for their first marathon and train for the first marathon with like a certain time goal in mind. But I think just the fact that like people go out and complete a marathon and their first marathon is such a big achievement and just like such a great way to kind of kick off that journey if you really do want to get into marathon running because I think as well without the pressure of like having a time that you're aiming for I feel like if you sort of eliminate that time pressure it really allows you to like not only enjoy it more but also sort of be able to see where you're at and you can kind of walk away from that marathon knowing like okay like you know I sit at like a 410 marathon like I you know did in Merlin but like it gives you like a starting point to sort of work from there if you want to sign up for like future races but I think in my opinion I think that like it's so important just to focus on like finishing your first marathon and enjoying it along the way because there are so many elements you know throughout the marathon like seeing friends and family seeing all the fun silly signs throughout and just like you know getting water getting food from the fuel and aid stations there's so many things that you can enjoy like along the course of a marathon And then especially if you're in like a big city, you can enjoy like the scenic aspect of it. Like running through Paris was amazing for the Paris Marathon. And so I think that there's just a lot more focus for me around like enjoying your first marathon versus like trying to like crush a big time goal. And you can always have that going into your second marathon, for example. The next question is around how to cope when you hit the wall. And this is another video that I want to do just around like hitting the wall in general because I feel like that's a really big important part of you know running and especially running a marathon everyone talks about that notorious wall that you hit at around mile 20 or 23 and I have more than once hit the wall during a marathon I'd say most of my marathons I have and it's definitely hard because I'd I'd argue that it's more hard mentally than physically because you have to kind of encourage yourself to keep going even though you've hit this big mental block essentially and your legs feel dead and you just don't want to go on any further and I think it's just important in that moment to really focus on you know your mental resilience and I think that this is also something that's really important to build up during your training because as you go through especially your long runs and training you know you'll get further and further and further and you'll you know run your longest long run which will be like 20 to 23 miles and I think that throughout those long runs you'll definitely experience similar like 
sort of thoughts and feelings to hitting the wall. And I think it's important to remember that with marathon running, even though you're running with thousands of people, even though you've got so many people supporting you and cheering you on on the sidelines, I think it's important to remember that you have to be your biggest cheerleader and you have to be the one that sort of like encourages you to go further. And so I think you can also think of different like affirmations, if you will, around like things that you know will help you keep going. And there are definitely things that I do throughout a marathon if I'm really struggling like in the past I've definitely started at some points just like speaking out loud to myself and just saying like come on come on and just like really cheering myself on because like at the end of the day like I said like you have to be that person that cheers yourself on and sometimes like it's me maybe like physically just like touching my legs and just like you know almost like as if I'm like helping push them on and just like keep going and I think it's just like really trying to like talk to yourself in a really positive way to make sure that you're encouraging yourself. I think another way that you can think about it is like when I was running Manchester I saw Gabriel at mile 20 and I remember like he said to me a very specific particular thing that actually really helped me push on even though I didn't necessarily hit the wall at mile 20 like obviously we're all struggling at that point but he said to me just think of it as two more park runs it's just 10k more and like I think when you break it down as well like in terms of how much further you have to go it kind of helps you see you know oh it's just two more 5ks or it's you know however many it's a 10k run and I think as well you can also if that doesn't necessarily help you, you can think of it as like, well, look at how much I've already run. I've run 20 miles. That's so much. And just to like take that moment to celebrate yourself and encourage yourself to keep going and think like, I've run 20 miles. What's six more? And just like, I don't know. Sometimes my mind goes to like, wild places just in terms of like what I do to try and encourage myself. I think a bit of like a deeper thing that works for me that may work for people as well is that I in those moments will start to think about like the reasons why I started running and you know just things that make me quite emotional actually and I feel like in a way I'm almost like gaslighting myself but it really helps me because like those emotions then really fuel me and push me on so for example when I was running Berlin Marathon I trained for that and was raising money with Alzheimer's Society in honor of my grandpa Jack who died of vascular dementia and he was a big runner a big marathon runner and so it's those moments where I think of like you know loved ones that have passed away that I really miss that encourage that may have encouraged me in my running and you may have something similar but I think just like really going back to the roots of like why you started running and digging deep into those like emotions and feelings it's kind of like almost like a way to really like fuel you and push you on so bit of a weird one but definitely one that I always look to Now, in terms of how I am personally preparing for Chicago Marathon, I feel like there's not too much that's really new in terms of like, you know, what I am going to be doing pre-race day, but I feel like in terms of outfit, I have a pretty good idea of what I'm going to be wearing in my head. Shoes for me are going to be the trusted and true Adios Pro 3s from Adidas. They literally got me a 28-minute PB at Manchester Marathon, and every race since has been a PB wearing those so those will definitely be my shoe of choice and I always wear my little RIR and Liz charms that I got from the Adidas store in Manchester so very special little touch for me and then I'll be wearing some compression Adidas socks just to help with any blisters and then I'm going to be wearing like I'm thinking black 
biker shorts because at the moment, uh, my period tracking app is saying that I am due my next period on October 9th. So just in case my body wants to do anything funny with me and come a day early, I just want to be prepared for that. So we're definitely going to go with black biker shorts. And I've got a pretty performance top from my coaching company that I'm going to that I'm going to be wearing. And then most definitely I want to be wearing the Adidas sports bra that some of you have seen me wear in my videos on social media that carry gels because I feel like it'll just be a great extra way to be carrying gels and have that like sort of right in front of you versus like in your pockets or like, you know, on behind you on your back or, you know, on in your side pockets. I think it's just much better to have like in front of you. And then I raced the big half half marathon with the shocks headphones that are the newest ones. I forget what they're called, but they are sort of the individual ones. And I really loved how I could be listening to my music. The battery life was great, but I could still hear everything around me. So I feel like that will definitely be the choice in terms of eyewear. I've been loving these sunglasses that I bought so randomly from this like little stand in Greece. And they were like six pounds or six euros or something really incredibly cheap but they sit on my face so well and I have loved wearing them. So I'll definitely be wearing that for race day. I always slick my hair back with hair wax into a high ponytail braid and I'm going to share here which is kind of the first time that I'm saying this, but by the time I've released this episode, everyone will know pretty fully if you follow me on social media that I have ordered the new Apple Watch Ultra 2. So I'm going to be wearing that watch for the race. Whether or not I decide to wear my Garmin in addition is it's still still on the cards. I'm thinking about it. I'm going to bring my Garmin just in case, but I would really just like to use the new Ultra 2 for race day because as you guys know, I've been having issues with my Garmin and I also just really miss the intuitiveness of Apple. And for those of you who, again, follow me on social media, you know that I have been eyeing Gabriel's Apple Watch Ultra for ages now. So it just kind of felt natural that I would go for the new Ultra 2. And so I'm excited to share more like content around just my reviews of using the Apple Watch Ultra and sort of like almost going back to Apple after switching to Garmin from Apple. So definitely be on the lookout for content. And you know, if anything, there may even be content up now, now that I'm sitting here recording this by the time that it is uploaded. But that kind of does it for me for race day. In terms of weather, I've been trying to keep an eye on weather for race day. It's looking like it's going to be pretty warm. And so But I've also heard that race day for Chicago Marathon can always go one of two ways. So I'm definitely going to pack my arm sleeves, but that would be the only thing that I would necessarily change, say, if it's like dramatically colder or anything than it's currently kind of saying that it'll be. I'm also going to be wearing my little bib holder that also holds gels. I'm thinking of bringing that, I think, just in case I want to wear that instead of like clipping my bib to my t-shirt, but I feel like it's better to kind of come prepared and have options come race day just depending on like what I'm you know thinking of or hoping so we will see but in terms of race day that's kind of what I'm planning for I think I will be packing my typical six gels even though there is yet to be a marathon that I eat all six gels because I think I just get to a point in the marathon where I am so fed up of gels and I just can't do another one. I typically take about four, but I will always bring six just in case. In terms of 
any other prep that I'll do before. I think it'll definitely have to be a pizza somewhere Saturday night in Chicago. And by the time I release this as well, I should have posted something about doing an RIR shakeout run for Chicago Marathon in Chicago. So there will be more info somewhere, but definitely follow me on social media, specifically Instagram and join our Strava group because I always share info around this. But there was a question earlier this year to see if we would do a shakeout in Chicago. So I'm really excited to do that with so many of you they're gonna they're are either going to be there running the marathon yourselves or you live in Chicago. So we're definitely going to be doing a shakeout run on Saturday. So by the time this is released, hope to see you tomorrow. And that kind of wraps up today's episode. I am still kind of in disbelief that I'm recording this basically for what will be race day weekend podcast episode. So I hope that you enjoy this episode and found some of the advice helpful. And yeah, Look forward to the next episode being a Chicago Marathon recap episode. Regardless of how it turns out, I am just so excited because this has truly been the toughest marathon training block, but really one that I've given my absolute all and I really feel like I've nailed everything in terms of the training, nutrition, rest, sleep, everything. I feel like I've just done really well with it. So I'm excited to really just give it my all in Chicago. And I can't say that I've ever, you know, given my 100% in a race because I think that I've always sort of held back or been scared of like what, you know, it means to push and give that 100%. But that's definitely the plan in Chicago. So we'll see what we can do. But without further ado, I will see you in the next episode. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. As always, there are ways to connect with me and resources linked in the show notes of the episode. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Otherwise, I will see you in the next episode recapping Chicago Marathon 2023. Bye.